You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. So the focus of today's podcast is all about getting more customers and keeping the ones you have. I'm so excited. I have a very special guest with me today, Jay Baer. And let me tell you about Jay. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He just released a new book, which we're going to talk about today. He's a dynamic keynote speaker and an MC who works with leading organizations to help them get more customers and keep the ones they already earned. He's a 2015 winner of the Best Marketing Podcast. We'll talk about that as well. And the most retweeted person in the world by digital marketers. So get ready for some great tips from the world's most inspirational marketing and online customer service speaker, Jay Baer. Jay, welcome. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Nancy, thanks so much. Fantastic to be here. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. Is there anything special you wanted to add to the introduction? You know, two things that people don't know about me that I find interesting is that I am a tequila collector and a certified barbecue judge. So if you have any questions about barbecue or tequila, I will try to address those as well. I will add one of those just to have some fun with that. That sounds really cool. All right. So let's start off with your new book. What are some, uh, tell us about the book and some key points that every company, large and small, can use from your book. So the book is called Hug Your Haters, How to Embrace Complaints and Keep Your Customers. One of the things that's kind of remarkable, Nancy, is that research from Bain finds that 80% of companies say that they deliver exceptional customer service. 8% of their customers agree. So we have a little bit of a problem here uh, that everybody thinks they're good at it, except for their customers who think that they are definitely not good at it. And what I discovered when I did the research for this book is that approximately one-third of all customer complaints are never answered, never. And almost all of those complaints that are ignored are online, social media, discussion boards, review sites like Yelp or TripAdvisor or whatever review sites are important to your business. And that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. We spend all this time answering the phone and answering emails, but probably not enough time answering customers in public because increasingly customer service is a spectator sport. So the advice in the book is to put more emphasis on customer service, to answer every customer complaint in every channel every time, and to understand the fact that haters, people who complain about you, they're not your problem. Ignoring them is your problem. Great advice. And where can people find your book? The book is available in all the ways and places that books can be procured these days. Uh, local bookstore, Amazon, it's out in audio edition, Kindle, etc. Do you think this will get up to the New York best-selling best times? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I do. Who knows? Uh, we certainly have, we have certainly sold enough books uh, to, to, to make that happen, but they have lots of interesting rules about you know, how many states do the books get sold in and a lot of other crazy things. It's not just a straight math contest. There's lots of other things. So who knows? But the book has, uh, has launched very, very successfully, and I'm super proud uh, of the work and thankful for everybody who's purchased it already. That is really cool. It would be awesome to get back-to-back, so I'll send good vibes your way. Thank you. 
So tell us about Convince and Convert. You've got millions of views each year. Can you tell us more about that? So I started Convince and Convert in 2008 uh, as a consulting firm just for myself. Um, this is the fifth marketing services firm that I have started. And we have slowly and incrementally added um, team members over the years. There's now uh, a dozen or so of us. We're, we're virtual all over the country. So uh, I've got people in multiple states working on the Convince and Convert team. The Convince and Convert uh, consulting division helps big companies with social media and content and customer service. The Convince and Convert media division um, runs our blog, which um, is a very large uh, digital magazine. We do 12 posts a week. We have uh, six podcasts that we produce, uh, a daily email newsletter, and a lot of eBooks and webinars and things like that. So uh, very, very busy and lots of resources for marketers, for business owners, for entrepreneurs, uh, etc. And we've got lots of fantastic corporate sponsors whom I love uh, who help underwrite all of that content creation. That's incredible. So what do you like about podcasting? Well, you know, I do a lot of things, right? So I write and I speak and I and I have emails and blogs and all these other things, right? But, but of all the, the sort of content, quote-unquote, that I create, the one that, that, most, that more people come up and ask me about are the podcasts because there's something personal and visceral and powerful about talking into somebody's head, right? The, it, just, it just resonates with people differently than, than the written word. Uh, and I also really like the opportunity to have great conversations with, with smart people who I respect. And so the show that I've been running the longest is called Social Pros, uh, and we're, I don't know, five, five years into it, 200 and something, 250 episodes or something like that. And every week we interview um, somebody who's the social media director, vice president, et cetera, for, for typically large companies. So um, this person is the head of social media for the Home Shopping Network or whatever, and talk about what their actual day-to-day -day is like running social media for such a big organization. And, and if you're in that kind of business, it's, uh, it's a really relevant show. So I really, I really enjoy, uh, I enjoy the process of making podcasts, and I'm also really bullish on podcasts as, as a media entity. New research comes out Friday, so just tomorrow actually, um, from my friends at Edison to show that um, podcast listenership in the U.S. grew another 23% between 2015 and this year. Wow, that is really cool. This is my second year of podcasting, and I love having the everyday person as well as you know, people that are really successful like you. So thanks again for being on the show. My pleasure. I love it. So you've had the opportunity to speak in front of very large crowds. I'm an ex-IBMer, so I've been watching some of your IBM stuff. Oh, thanks. What is your favorite speaking topic and why? You know, I, right now I really enjoy talking about Hug Your Haters and the Hug Your Haters book and that formula because it, it resonates with, with every audience. I change the speech based on the audience and I change the examples, but, but everybody has customers. And even if you don't, everybody has complainers. Right? And, and let me just say, the most overrated thing in the world, almost overrated thing in life is praise. Every time somebody says, oh, Nancy, you're so great at this, Nancy, you're so great at that, it makes you feel terrific, but it doesn't teach you anything. Because in almost every case, Nancy, we already know what we're good at. What, what makes us better people, what makes us better business people, is negative feedback and criticism. So when someone calls you out face-to-face -face or Facebook or email or anywhere else and says, hey, I'm dissatisfied with this, this was less than perfect, 
that's a gift. That's an opportunity. And that message really, really resonates with audiences. And so right now I'm really enjoying um, talking about those themes. But I also really like the MC stuff that I do, and I do a fair amount of that work too, including some for IBM and actually hosting big conferences. Uh, that's a lot of fun because you've got to think on your feet. Oh, absolutely. So a lot of our listeners want to be big-time speakers at some point. Do you have any tips what the difference is between speaking to a crowd of 20 versus you know, 20,000 or even in the thousands? Yeah, definitely. I absolutely do. Um, I'll give you two tips. One, um, the difference between somebody who speaks to smaller audiences and bigger audiences or somebody who does sort of workshops versus keynotes, if you will, is if you want to go do keynotes and you want to get paid to do it and those kind of things, take, take whatever you think is included in your regular 60-minute presentation, get rid of half of it, and you might be pretty close to having the right amount of content. So I did this for years. I was guilty of this myself for years and years and years, which is I only have an hour. In that hour, I need to tell you as many things possible so you get your money's worth. And that's the exact wrong way to do it. Right? You have to have one, two ideas, and then multiple ways to explain that idea. That gives the audience enough air to actually understand and absorb what you're talking about. So less is more in terms of content. And the other thing, my friend Scott McCain, who's a terrific speaker and a great mentor of mine, I wrote a blog post about this recently, and it was a great reminder. He said, amateur speakers have lots of topics. Professional speakers have very few. And he couldn't be more right. Like, so I could theoretically give a speech about lots of things, but if you want to hire me to speak, i got two speeches. Right? I've got one about getting customers, and I've got one about keeping customers. And those speeches are dialed. Right? Like, I know what's funny. I know what's wistful. I know, you know, I know exactly how to make that speech awesome for every audience. And that's what you have to do, right? This idea of, well, I'll just go in and I'll make a speech that's personally customized and tailored to whatever that audience wants sounds like a great idea. But every time you do it for the first time, it looks like you're doing it for the first time, <laughs> right? And so you've got, to, you, you've got to find what your horse is and ride that horse over and over and over and over until you have it perfect. That's the difference. Those are awesome. I, as you're talking about these, I'm thinking, this is so me. So I keep making less and less content, and it's still too much. So I'm sure at some point I'll figure out that right amount. I like one to two points in an hour. That's great. And also I'm on the same path about consolidating down to being like I have two signature talks. Not quite there yet, but thank you for reinforcing that I'm doing the right things even if I'm not there yet. Well, because if increasingly once you, once you start getting um, known as a speaker – what happens is a lot of your inbound opportunities are going to come from people who already saw you speak. Right? There's a great adage in the speaking business, which sounds you know, ridiculous because it's so simple, but it's so true, which is the more you speak, the more you speak, because every audience is, is essentially potential customers for a speech down the road. And, and so when that happens, people say, hey, I want you to give the speech that I saw you give that was so good it's not I want you to speak and make something up from scratch and wing it, right? They, they want to see what, you know, they, it's just like it's the exact same thing as like, say, Foghat, the band, is playing an Indian casino somewhere. They're not playing new material, right? <laughs> People want to see the hits. It's the same thing on stage. Like, obviously, you want to customize it for the audience at some level, but people want to see what you do. Good. Well, thank you for sharing that. So let me ask you a fun question. If you had one more hour in your day, how would you spend it? 
man, right now I would sleep <laughs> because I just this book just launched last week and it has been insane. Uh, so right now I'd probably sleep. Uh, second, I would probably spend um, some quality time with my kids. I have two kids in high school, so I'm on the road a lot. Uh, and even when I'm home, they're very, very busy because they're high school students. So I would, uh, I would try and lock them in the same room so we could actually have a conversation, spoken like a modern father. And by the way, during that hour, I would take their phones away because uh, that's the other problem. <laughs> that's awesome. Where do you live right now? I live in Bloomington, Indiana, where oh, okay. Indiana University is. I'm a Midwest girl, too. I grew up in Chicago area. Oh, fantastic. That's not too far at all. No. So you have a lot of amazing information. We touched on it a little bit. Can you share how people can work more closely with you or some of your products? Yeah. So uh, the book, you can get the book anywhere that you can get books. Hugyourhaters.com is the official site for the book. There's going to be a course as well, uh, a Making Your Customer Service Great course. Um, if you buy some books, send me your receipt. I'll send you some special awesome stuff that you can't get anywhere else. So go to hugyourhaters.com for that. And then for all the other free information that my team and I make, which, um, as I said, there's tons of it, blog posts and podcasts and emails and everything else, it's all free, uh, convinceandconvert.com is where you'll get all that stuff. Well, thank you for being so generous with our listeners. Is there anything else that you'd like to add today that we didn't cover? I think one thing I would say um, is that, and I've really changed the way I think about this after writing this book, is that if you're trying to decide how to spend marketing dollars and how to promote yourself, before you do that, make sure that you're as good as you can possibly be at holding on to the customers you already have. Marketing is sexy. Customer service is boring. I get that. But from a success standpoint, you'll be much better off holding on to the people who have already given you money than trying to replace them. Smart advice. I think people overlook that all the time. They do. And it's right in front of them. So they're leaving opportunity right there on the table and even upselling them to the next solution that can Absolutely. help and serve them. Yep. Awesome. Well, Jay, thank you so much for taking time to be on my show today. I learned quite a bit from you, and I'm sure the listeners will too. Listeners, if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It helps people find us. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S, dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.